0: WCNC Charlotte, this is Flashpoint where power and politics collide and the tough questions get asked and answered. Thanks for joining us here on Flashpoint. I'm Ben Thompson. Well, it is no secret. Charlotte is exploding with growth between new businesses and and dozens of people moving to the Queen City every single day. Everybody's just working to keep up. In fact, a new report found that Charlotte is facing a housing crisis as it works to build up supply to meet the growing demand. In a moment, we're gonna dig into the businesses helping bring thousands to the area. But first, joining us now is Tiffany Johannes. She is the president of Canopy Realtor Association based here in Charlotte. <laughs> Tiffany, thanks for coming on Flashpoint, we appreciate it.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Ben. I appreciate being here. Of
0: course, uh, we are now in traditionally one of the busiest times of the year, summer for, for your profession, Realtors. So what is the market looking like right now here in Charlotte? It does it, is it as hot as it seems?
1: It is pretty hot right now. We're not seeing what we saw last year and the year before, but this year we're seeing more of a normalized market out there.
0: And and earlier this year, Uh, I know Zillow had predicted that Charlotte would be um, this year's hottest real estate market. Is that coming to fruition?
1: I would say that we're not quite the hottest real estate market out there because when you look at what's happened over the last couple of years it's different but we are in the top eight markets in the country right now when you look at where people are moving and where they want to be so we are a hot market from across the country's perspective
0: um and and what distinguishes this year as opposed to say last year uh you compared the two earlier um just more of a leveling out at this point
1: Leveling out. We are starting to see more days on the market, but that is in perspective 43 days versus 14 to 20 days last year. So homes are on the market a little bit longer and sellers have to look at their price point. They need to look at the condition of their home and be ready to go. We still are seeing some multiple offers. And when you look at price comparison, we were getting over asking this time last year and we're probably at about 98% on average across our markets in Charlotte today.
0: So in this market, sellers, I assume, still have the upper hand. What, what, what does that mean for, for buyers? And more importantly, what does that mean for the, the prices of homes right now?
1: The prices of homes have really flattened out. We're not seeing a ton of declines, but we are seeing basically a flat line over the last few months when you look at month over month sales. We also are seeing buyers have a little more opportunity to get out there and look at more homes before they make a decision. It's not that I have to make a decision in four hours mode that we were in this time last year. So buyers do have a bit of an opportunity and we're seeing more new construction. I think we were up 20% in new home starts. And so that was a huge, Huge piece when you look at what you need to continue to expand the listings that we have on the table. We also really need more sellers to look at putting their houses on the market to meet that demand of the buyer.
0: So there's still just not enough inventory. There, there needs to be more houses out there. People are selling.
1: Yes, we definitely need more inventory. And when you look at it from a buyer's perspective, rents are still incredibly high. It's almost about the same as if you had your mortgage. And traditionally. As a renter, you're not building wealth and creating generational wealth like you would as a homeowner. So we're all talking to renters to say, hey, let's talk about how we can get you into a home that makes sense for you, that makes a strategy that's gonna work for you long-term, not just that short-term approach. Even with the interest rates today, you can get into a home and rent a rate and refinance as the rates go down over the next 18 months. Uh,
0: Help our viewers be a little bit smarter. Um, What would you recommend? What do you think, what part of town right now gets you the best return on your investment? What neighborhood?
1: There's really not one neighborhood. There are a lot of great options from new construction and uh, basically renewing communities to also on the outer skirts. You've got a lot of great deals, as you go into fort mill and into the south carolina markets and around the edge so if you're looking for affordability it's probably around the edge of charlotte and in charlotte still is an incredibly hot market and the prices are going over asking in a lot of scenarios today
0: you mentioned fort mill outside of of mecklenburg county let me drill down on that a little bit more uh where are you seeing the, the the biggest sort of demand outside of mecklenburg county
1: We are seeing it up in Iredell County, we're seeing it in Concord-Cambarras area, York County, Fort Mill, Indian Land, Union County, and anywhere from Indian Trail to Monroe to Waxhall. You're definitely seeing more and more people look at pricing in those areas.
0: I know one of the big problems is, comes to affordability and affordable housing. A new report shows Charlotte is short nearly 18,000 homes what i know this you talk to city leaders and they say that this is the biggest issue we face as 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 a city from your standpoint you know in your industry what's it going to take to fill that gap
1: it's really going to take getting interest rates back down we probably need to see around five percent for at least 12 months to see the inventory start to rise and for leaders in our community and across the state to look at regulations that will help builders build more at a more economical price and of course accelerate uh, accessory dwelling units things like that that are going to provide more opportunity for affordability in our community
0: as we start the second half of this year um do you expect the current trends to continue where do you expect this housing market to go in the in the months to come
1: I don't think we're going to see a whole lot of change because I don't see the interest rates falling drastically or getting into the 5% range for probably until 2024. So I think we're going to petter along like we have been moving forward with supply and demand being an issue. We have buyers out there looking for the right home, sellers wanting to stay put. But I think when we look at the economy and we look at housing prices, we're not going to see any drastic drops and we're not going to see any numbers really appreciating much higher than what we're seeing today
0: you mentioned um lawmakers and legislators and what they can do they they often watch this program on occasion what what would you say to them um from your vantage point uh could help uh, when it comes to housing here in the charlotte area
1: there are a number of pieces of legislation that are out there today and a number of pieces that are in front of our city today let's continue to find ways to be mindful of affordable housing whether it's from the development standpoint or the consumer standpoint so that we all have a fair playing field so we can build generational wealth in our community by home ownership.
0: all right tiffany johannes president of canopy realtor association here in charlotte tiffany thanks for coming on we appreciate it
1: thank you so much ben appreciate the opportunity
0: all right more flashpoint after this Welcome back to Flashpoint. Before the break, we told you about a surge in demand for housing here in the Queen City. And a large part of that is thanks to dozens of businesses coming to the greater Charlotte area. Joining us now is Danny Chavez. He's the chief business recruitment officer for the Charlotte Regional Business Alliance. Danny comes to us from Toronto today where he's actually there for work. Thanks for coming on Flashpoint. We appreciate it.
2: Absolutely. Thank you all for having
0: me. All right. So from your vantage point, uh, what is the state of Charlotte's economy right now?
2: I think what you're seeing and what we see from the trend data is that we have a very strong expansionary market right now. We are seeing new business move into the market, but I don't think it has gotten to the point of where recruitment projects have gotten to where they were in the past. I think we're looking at it more as there's a lot of opportunities, quite a lot of projects in the pipeline, as well as a pretty steep qualified pipeline. But as far as expansions, we're seeing many more of those at this point, which is a great indicator for how the overall health of our economy is, because current employers can find workforce, and that is attractive to new employers that we actively
0: recruit. I mean, and and you're in Toronto, but how how do we stack up to other uh, big cities right now as far as growth?
2: I think from a job growth standpoint, we're right there with the rest of them, I think there are certain areas that they're larger metropolitan areas. So if you look at places like Phoenix, places like the the DFW market, um, the normal competitors, Austin, Nashville, we stack up really well against them. I think one thing that's been trending in a really good direction is our quality of life index in comparison to some of those other markets. I also think we're more favorable from a cost standpoint um, than several of those other markets that we compete against quite frequently. Free.
0: And when you say quality of life, what what does that take into effect? I mean, uh, I think most people would agree quality of life here in Charlotte is, is pretty great compared to some other cities, but from your standpoint, from from your industry, what do you take into effect with that?
2: Yeah, I mean, um, when quality of life comes into play for us, it's uh, many different things. It's not just, oh, we're two hours from the beach, two hours from the mountains, we're falling in the middle of it, but, do people have wages that meet the criteria to put money back into the economy? Looking at things like attainable wages, uh, making sure that we're recruiting the right companies that our counties with, throughout the region would like to see. We've done a really good job. And one of the strategies that was put in place for when I took on this role was rolling out a regional playbook. So rolling out a regional playbook talks about all those different things, whether it's workforce happiness, whether it's uh, labor participation, those are all things that drive a lot of those indicators outside of what, you know, the normal, hey, this is a great place to live because it's a low cost uh, place to do business or a low cost place to do, or to live. Um, those types of things we look into economic indicators for um, how we determine quality of life. And if people are moving to the area, those are generally good things and good trends to evaluate and see how that stacks up.
0: I want to dig into some of the numbers. Uh, hospitality, one of the fastest growing uh, sectors in the metro area here. As we continue to rebound from the pandemic, how long do you see this trend lasting?
2: I think from a hospitality standpoint, we're looking to continue to grow in the hospitality space. I actually think in comparison to some of the other normal competitive markets that we see in Austin and National that are clearly defined, hey, this is what we wanna have. There's nothing but a higher ceiling for Charlotte. We don't have South by Southwest that's in Austin. You know, it's not um, Broadway in Nashville, but determining what that looks like. I think a lot of that has been around sports, which has been really exciting. There's a strong history there, and it's only continuing to become more nationally recognized. I do believe we were the third best sports market in the United States. There was a recent ranking that came out. That I think continues to drive it on top of the fact that there are a lot of people moving here. And when people move here, they want to visit their families and families start to think about, hey, this is a really awesome place. I mean, I just had my brother and dad into a soccer game. They were through the moon. It was a, a really amazing experience to show them what's going on in Charlotte. I think that's becoming more actively seen on the national scope and international scope, too. It
0: uh, does appear losing some manufacturing jobs. Where, where are those companies, where are they going?
2: So we still continue to be a hot spot for manufacturing um, jobs. As far as new job growth, what we're seeing as an economic trend, and this is throughout the industry, is that there are higher capital investment jobs than there are capital investment projects and there are projects that have crazy amount of jobs. We still see what we call these mega projects that have both, but that is not a common thing throughout the entire ecosystem of what we see for, um, economic development uh, projects currently. So the trends you see have more to do with there's automation taking place. We are still a hot spot for manufacturing projects. I mean of the three projects we've announced this year, two of them were in the manufacturing space, strong growth, um, expansions have all been manufacturing for the most part. I think we'll continue to see it not break even but we will, or you know, be a little bit less than even, but I think we will see, uh, continue to see positive trends in it. We're seeing a lot of activity from uh, foreign direct investment projects and the domestic United States right now. Uh, we have a pipeline of 7.5 billion in qualified projects. That represents about 78% of manufacturing projects uh, in comparison to other industries that we track. So that's something that, again, I see that maybe being as a, not the you know, rule, but the uh, kind of recent uh, numbers that we look at.
0: Uh, let's talk about another sector: um, healthcare. Um, Charlotte's getting ready for sort of a boom when it comes to healthcare. Uh, we already have two big hospital systems. With Wake Forest Medical School set to come to Dilworth, um, this is going to be a big thing for the Charlotte area for years to come. What What is it like to attract that sort of talent to the Queen City?
2: I, mean, I think it's an amazing opportunity. Um, in other markets that have worked before, having similar assets, I think this is something that's been long overdue, and it's a great investment that's going to really put Charlotte on the map. We're seeing an uptick in life science projects like never before. We have about 11% of our pipeline uh, in the life sciences space. That covers everything from manufacturing to, um, as a su- as a much larger sector of that, that being a subsector of it, to a lot of r and pharmaceuticals and that type of research that we're looking to bring in, I think it's been discovered that we have a lot of talent in the market or that is attracted to the market, which is historical to the Carolinas, but at the same time, our market specifically is getting much stronger in that space and having an amazing asset like that in the innovation Pearl district, that's going to be really key for our efforts and we continue to see the activity around it.
0: As we start the second half uh, of the year, um, Uh, I'm going to ask you to do a little forecasting. Do you expect some of the same growth patterns to continue for the rest of this year?
2: I think so. One thing that has been a little bit concerning for economic developers is that, and I would say kind of our counterparts in the industry, site selectors, we're not seeing as many announcements. Um, These companies have been a little bit hesitant to say, hey, we want to do a press release about it. Some have, but even the ones that have are hesitant. Hey, I want it to not go out to huge you know media outlets i mean which of course it's going to get picked up anyways but you know it's something that we really um, have seen as a trend i don't see any slowdown Um, we continue to see a lot of projects in the pipeline working through our different you know travel schedules with going to markets we see a lot of opportunity out west um, in the domestic united states specifically california seattle Um, those are opportunities that we're going to um, go after and continue to see projects coming from but I do not see a slowdown. I hope that the one thing that will change is more of the announcement in the new project space as opposed to the expansion project space, which historically will always lean towards the expansion projects, but having a better balance of what those percentages look like, I think that's going to be the trend.
0: So so no slowdown anytime soon from your vantage point?
2: I don't think so. No, I think it's going to continue to grow um, our market. And at the same time, we're going to, have projects that diversify what we've seen over the last three years. I would also say a return to you know, a lot of office projects. I had mentioned some numbers earlier about 78% of our pipeline being industrial and manufacturing. The other, you know, 22% being office. If you ask me that question about what that balance was end of last year, beginning of this year, it was by about 90-10. So we are seeing some additional activity, and I think that's uh, a good trend. Uh, for- be
0: considered all right danny chavez the chief business recruitment officer for the charlotte regional business alliance danny thanks for coming on we appreciate it
2: thanks i appreciate y'all y'all have a great day thank all right, you
0: take care more flashpoint after this welcome back to flashpoint right now construction is booming in our area but there aren't enough workers to get all the jobs done So a new high school is aiming to fix that, training students to be ready for the workforce as soon as they graduate. WCNC Charlotte's Michelle Bowden has that story in today's Where's the Money?
3: We're one of the fastest growing cities in the country and we've got the construction work to prove it. There's just one big holdup.
4: We have a major deficit in our workforce right now especially in the Charlotte community.
3: Not enough workers mean the work isn't getting done as fast as it could be.
4: Projects are taking longer than they historically do. I think that the overwhelming number of projects in the Charlotte area are really putting pressure on the trade community.
3: That's where this construction project comes in. It's the soon to be Aspire Trade High School.
4: This is going to provide us an opportunity to uh, reach out to young adults early, get them interested in construction get them skilled up so that whenever they come out, they can go into the workforce.
3: Every student who comes here will go into a CTE career, a career in technical education. So whether it's in construction, whether it's in medical, whether it's in data, whether it's in culinary, that's what this school is. It's a trade high school. Students will start in the ninth grade with an equal split, learning the standard high school curriculum and learning a trade as they earn their diploma. Not everyone should go to a college, that not everyone has to, and that these students are hands-on kids. The idea came from Huntersville's late mayor, Jill Swain, who saw the need. They have all these corporations, all these industries that can't find skilled labor. They just can't. And they're crying for skilled labor in an area that there's so much going on in construction and other areas that even the ones that are coming out are just getting snatched up. There's just not enough skilled labor for everyone. Seniors will actually have on-site apprenticeships and a chance at a job as soon as they graduate.
4: We want to partner with Aspire not only to build this project but also in the long term to uh, help to facilitate the uh, growth of our upcoming generations of construction trade workers.
1: The
3: school is set to open in August and they're still taking applications to fill the 500 spots they'll have here. Reporting in Huntersville, Michelle Bowden, WCNC, Charlotte.
0: More Flashpoint after this. Welcome back to Flashpoint. Folks, come interact with us on social media. Let us know if there's something you want us to talk about, somebody you want us to interview here on Flashpoint. Let us know. And as always, remember to listen and subscribe to our podcast. You can find it wherever you get yours. And we'll see you back here next weekend.